serious news, seriously entertaining. This is the Gatos and Chad Show. Happy, happy free money Biden Wednesday. This portion of the program is brought to you by... Parker and Sons Plumbing and Electrical, two-time winner of the Better Business Bureau's Ethics Award. I think what Chad is alluding to is uh, Biden's loan forgiveness plan. So uh, some will have their loans for college. Uh, you might get ten grand. You might get twenty grand. You might get nothing. Borrowers who earn less than one twenty-five a year. So if you're single, hundred twenty-five thousand a year. Uh, or a family earning less than 250000 a year would be eligible for $10,000 loan forgiveness. All right. Well, I mean, it seems to me, it's it, listen, it's great for some people who are drowning in, in debt, you know, to get out of it. But the other part is, uh, ultimately, who's going to pay for it? Yeah. Taxpayers are going to pay for this. Also, does handing out this type of money hurt the economy? Joining us now is Elliot Pollack. Our buddy, Valley Economist CEO, Elliot D. Pollock and Company. Elliot, uh, what are your thoughts about this loan forgiveness plan? Does it hurt inflation? Uh, does it hurt the economy? Tell us. Well, I, I, this this is a colossally bad idea. Hmm. Um, it the, the government's saying it's going to cost $320 billion, but if you include the lost interest and the interest from the uh, basically the freeze that started when COVID came into place, it's going to be closer to $900 billion. Um, it sends a bad message. You're subsidizing people with six-figure incomes, and it's 125 if you're uh, for $10,000. So if you're a couple, you, you're, the subsidy is $20,000 you are getting relieved, up to $20,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. And yes, because that, they will spend that money on other things, uh, in this environment, it'll be inflationary because it's going to allow more demand uh, to occur than income. And in addition, uh, it wipes out the supposed uh, debt benefit, the um, the benefit from the national debt uh, from the uh, uh, ill-named inflation, uh, the uh, the, Reduction Act. Reduction Act. It it will not reduce inflation. this, I guess, there, let me start by saying that, uh, again, this is inequitable um, because people borrowed this money with the idea that they were going to go to college and to get skills that would allow them to more than pay it back. A lot of people didn't go to college because they couldn't afford to or have paid it back or work through college so they didn't have to take on much debt. So you end up in a situation where people who didn't go to college or work their way through are subsidizing those people who did, are making six-figure incomes, and are getting subsidized for this money. Hmm. It just really is um, not a good idea. And by the way, you're talking about payments of about $100 a month. And so... It, it, it's not even that much money per person, uh, but it, it's, uh, it's a, a big deal to those people, I guess. There is no real economic benefit from doing this, and it sends a bad message. And it's, um, you know, if I, if I was going to college now, I'd take all the money I could get because I believe that some uh, administration down the road would uh, give me some relief from debt. And not only is there 
relief from this debt, but for those people, the rest of their debt, there is now a, a moratorium so they don't have to accrue interest or make any payments through the end of this year. Right. So yeah. essentially what this has done is basically said, we're going to make you this loan, but you don't have to pay it back. Uh-huh. And all those people who didn't go to college because they didn't, they couldn't afford to, or um, worked to get through college without taking loans, and are, are now subsidizing people who did and got the benefit of the bargain, but aren't paying it back. Hey, Elliot, uh, you know, for all the things today, I continue to say, you know, he could have given, he could have told everybody, you don't ever have to pay your loans back, but he didn't address the thing that matters most. Why is college so expensive? And going forward, college is going to remain expensive and may even get more expensive. He didn't do anything but just play uh, the Pied Piper today and hand out candy canes and sing songs. Yeah, in college, you know, think about what happened with with mortgage debt in 2005 and 2006. You had so much money flowing to mortgages that prices went up. Well, the same thing happened to colleges and universities over the last decade. where essentially uh, it's pretty annoying, actually. Um, (laughs) So where where people basically were throwing more money at colleges because they didn't have to pay for it. And what happened is the universities used it as an excuse uh, to do a lot of things that they wanted to do, even though they were necessary. And because they knew that they were going to have plenty of money because uh, the government was going to lend money to people to go to college. And he has done nothing to stop that. In fact, just the opposite will happen, that college tuition will go up if colleges believe that down the road more people are going to borrow and because those people believe they won't ultimately have to pay it back. It is a direct subsidy of universities and universities there's no um how can i put this there's no truth in education act in other words when you go to college if you're going to spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to get a college degree and that college degree is not going to substantially increase your ability to make money in your lifetime why is the government subsidizing you to get that degree Hmm. it makes no sense but that's what's happened because all this money is going without question to any college or university that, that takes a student who can get a loan. All right. Elliot Pollack, Valley Economist, CEO, Elliot D. Pollack and Company. Thanks for joining us and uh, giving us your perspective. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. You guys take care. All right. Uh, yeah, he doesn't like it either. No, no. I don't think he does. He's no, very fired up. Uh, he didn't like it at all. Well, uh, you're not. Understandably. You're not. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, we talked about in the first segment of the show, um, you know, I said that Biden just made millions of Americans, uh, what, ten, twenty thousand dollars richer. Yeah. You know, and like, can you take it's hard because we've all known people drowning in debt. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I knew someone just the other day that's our age just paid her debt off. Yeah. From student loans. Just paid it off. It takes forever. So, like, part of me says, well, I'm glad that some people aren't going to drown in debt. But the other part of me says, ultimately, taxpayers are going to be paying for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a good plan. It's, it's not it, good policy. 
it, it goes back to, you know, it's like it does like how many times do we watch something? We're like, why does it cost three hundred thousand dollars for a bathroom door? This is right. right? It, it's this kind of thing where colleges are like they're going to give them free money. Well, screw it. Why are we charging him a hundred dollars a unit? We can charge a thousand dollars a unit. Yeah, they're right. paying for it. Yep. Yep. And there are a lot of economists that don't like this. No. They really don't. They do not. All right. For for a good reason. Coming up next, Coming up. the Arizona Coyotes are going to play in a place called Mullet Arena. Mullet. But understand this, we may be pronouncing that name wrong. Oh, I feel bad. Um, and it's already taken all the fun away. I know. We'll talk about it next. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question. Brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Uh, that's right. Every day at 8.50, I hop on the Mike Broomhead Show, debut the queue. Uh, you can see it at KTAR.com. Here's today's question. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes will play at the newly named Mullet Arena. Who has the best mullet? A, Randy Johnson. B, Billy Ray Cyrus. C, Adam Sandler from The uh, Wedding Singer. Or D, and Chad's personal favorite... Dog the Bounty Hunter. He's uh, coming for you, kids. The uh, number one answer is 36%. Chad, Dog the Bounty Hunter. And as he takes you into custody, he's going to spin pearls of wisdom about how you don't have to do this, brah. <laughs> right? You can be better, brah. Right? Like, you can do this. I was like you, brah. So you can do better, brah. <laughs> so we were talking about this yesterday. An arena named Mullet. Now, perfect th- there's a family... Family's last name is Mullet, and basically they have given money to ASU. They want the hockey program to continue. That's admirable. There's no question about it. They named the arena after them. But let's be honest, it's funny. Yeah, it is. There's no the Mullet Arena is hilarious, okay? But have we pronounced the name wrong? Because if we pronounce the name wrong, it's not fun anymore. I don't want to talk about this story. Oh, I'm going to definitely. Really? It's going to be the Mullet Arena. It is. Because yeah, even it if. It doesn't matter if you are pronouncing it wrong. No. Yeah. We've, it's already been christened. Yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> they could be the Moulet Center, but it will be the, the Mullet, Mullet Center. Center. And every fan is going to want to call it that. Yeah. And every out-of-team announcer is going to go, we're live at the Mullet Arena. Right. And people are going to. A. Well, they're going to wear a fake mullet. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. All right, so we're pronouncing it wrong. Their new home is Mallette Arena. Mallette. No oh, we way. put the emphasis on the wrong what'd, syllable. What'd you, <laughs> what'd you call it yesterday? You're, you're the mullet. professional I news. I call it the mullet, yeah. mullet Arena. Okay. Their new home is Mallette Arena. See, I would have went with Mollet. Yeah. It sounds more French. French. Oh, yeah. You like my moulet. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah. So, mu- mullet, moulet. What else <laughs> we got? What did she say it was? Moulet. Moulet. You got to go with the, with the at. You got to go up. Their new home is Mullet Arena. ASU holding a dedication ceremony for this new multi-purpose venue where the Yotes will play temporarily. And the name does honor the Mullet family, longtime supporters of ASU's hockey program. Don't you think at one point the name really was Mullet and then someone Probably. in the family changed it? Yeah, if somebody in the 80s came home and said, we're doing something different. This like, is not good. Didn't Trump change his name? Didn't they? Did the Trump family? Wasn't Trump years and years yeah. and years ago? Yeah, a lot of people have changed their right. names over time. Like right. their family names, because they've come back, yeah. you know, from the different, a long gone area way back in the, you know, when the Ellis Island stuff, a lot of them changed their names. Changed their last name. Because they were worried about, you know, being, you know, stigmatized. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you think I'm Italian? My name is Jimmy Stevens. <laughs> Wise man Steve Sinsmeister. Snopes says that the Trump family at some point changed their name from Drumpf. Drumpf. D-R-U-M-P-F. Drumpf. 
SPF. That doesn't look good on a building in gold. No, it does not. Trump, Trump does, though. Trump looks great on a building in gold. Yeah. Uh, Moulet. The Coyotes' first game there happens October 28th against the Winnipeg Jets. <gasps> oh, they used to be the Winnipeg Jets. Do you think? Okay, now think about this. So... The great traditions in hockey. Yeah. First and foremost, you score eight goals in in Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. They throw the octopus on the rink. It's very cool, right? Remember Florida, the year they ran to the Stanley Cup and they killed a rat. That's what started their thing. A rat was running across. uh, Disgusting. Inside the locker room, and somebody took a slap shot, hit it, and then. People started bringing like fake rubber rats, and every time they would score a goal, yeah. twenty thousand would ring down. Do you think people are going to be throwing mullets onto the ice? Yes, All and right, I good. think that'd be funny. Yeah, listen, this team needs something. <laughs> Come on, they're behind the mercury, the molaise. Well, this what, is popularity. Just, yes, this is not a hockey town. People, we all know that. I like them. I'm a hockey fan. You know what? But it, they haven't done anything since being here. Once they get a new arena, they'll it, it'll change a lot of things because you're going to be able to bring people here. But it'll be an experience to go out and see that yeah, game. Yeah. In addition to and watching a hockey game, there's all this other my stuff. My peeps last week, uh, Charlene and them were here uh, for for the Yotes. What's up? Uh, they were saying that, you have peeps at the Coyotes. Yeah. Really? The uh, uh, wow. they were talking a, about the fact that what a name so dropper. many people are curious. First of all, the crowd base is around there. Anyways, but so many people want tickets because the arena is so small. It's like watching something so intimate that oh, you would never. It's like when I want to go I'm when the Chargers part- played at the where the L.A. Galaxy played. There's like twenty thousand seats. Yeah, I want to see what it's like. I think it's going to be a much different experience. Yeah, playing in front of five thousand people and they're right on top of the of, of the ice. She even said they are looking at. Do we need a seventeen thousand seat arena? Or could we have a 12,000-seat arena and charge a little bit more and make it far more intimate? Uh, I would go down that road. I think so. I think for a lot of uh, teams, because a lot of baseball teams now, they're building their parks, 36,000, smaller, smaller, more intimate. Moulet? Moulet! Moulet. Nah. Mullet. Mullet. It's mullet, baby. It's mullet. All right. Becky Lynn, you ready for your 3.30 newscast? Oh, yeah. So are we. We're going to join you in it next. Arizona's news station. News station. KTAR, on air, 92.3 FM, online at KTAR.com, and streaming live on the KTAR News app. Your breaking news and traffic, now. Oh, it's 3.30, and you know what that means. Time for Becky Lynn to read the headlines, but we're going to hold them up. Here's how it sounds. Becky Lynn, here we go. Got more thunderstorms expected this afternoon and evening in the valley. Isaac Smith with the National Weather Service says these storms could start firing up during your ride home. In fact, as early as 30 minutes from now. We'll be looking at potential for heavy rain, which could uh, also lead to areas of flash flooding. Um, also, we'll be looking at the potential for strong winds uh, that could result in some wind damage. Some areas of the valley have had several inches of rain during the monsoon, which started on June 15th, and it wraps up September 30th. Holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn reads the news while Gatos and Chad interrupt and react to the day's top stories. Man, we got a, we still have over a month plus of the potential monsoons. Yeah, I wonder how much more rain we're going to get because I think one of the interesting things is like if you look at Sky Harbor, they haven't gotten much rain this summer. But don't tell Mesa that. Yeah. I mean, Mesa's got crushed this summer. I mean, other other Valley cities and other Arizona cities have gotten a ton more rain. Yeah, some have got over, what was it, Yuma? It's got over a foot, right? Is that what they said? Like, that's I insane. think it was Nogales. Nogales, Nogales got, yeah, over a foot. got over a foot. Pinal, we just, we're now mud. 
We're mud people. <laughs> You're not dirt They're people. Not dirt people. We're holding up the headlines. Arizona's immigration crisis. New this afternoon, Governor Doug Ducey announces that all the gaps in the southern border in Yuma have been filled. The border mission was proposed by the governor in January during a State of the State address, and construction began August 12th. It took 48 workers to install the 8,800-pound shipping containers and 4,500 feet of razor wire. Yeah, but the the feng shui is all off. I mean, if you look at it, you've got the the, the actual wall goes up a certain amount, and then and then they put the shipping containers it doesn't go all the way to the top they're uneven it makes it look very ugly uh, if you had ocd it would be tough to walk right. by that wall <laughs> and not freak out i'm freaking out man i'm <sighs> telling you it, it's not going to work the feng shui of it is off you know what that i'm happens, not saying it's not going to because we thought the whole shipping everybody out there to you know and everybody like nine thousand people to dc and to uh new york would uh be just a stunt well that's turned out somewhat okay comparatively yeah maybe it'll work but am i right does it look weird becky it looks you a little it? odd yeah, yeah. why yeah. don't they put a third shipping container on it then it would have all been even mm. why don't you mm. isn't that important no am no. i wrong maybe bring okay. some people in to decorate it make it look kind of cool yeah. i think so oh, i'm paint, sure it'll, it'll get decorated it. before very long just give it time. I think you're talking about people tagging. Yeah, more than likely. Okay. <laughs> We're holding up the headlines. The fentanyl <laughs> crisis is costing the state millions of dollars, according to new data. The research group, Common Sense Institute, found the economic costs of the crisis estimated to be $53 million for 2021. Glenn Farley's the director of policy and research and explains some of the costs. The cost of border security. So Arizona today had a specific line item dollar amount in the state budget specifically to try and improve security at its southern border. Law enforcement, health care, substance abuse treatment, and reduced productivity also contributing factors. Speaking of the southern border, who's going to pay for all that? Are we sending that bill to Washington? How much is it, really? It doesn't matter. I mean, we've, listen, Gent Napolitano, Governor Brewer, uh, Ducey, they've all sent bills to D.C. I don't know if they've ever gotten paid. But I know that we've been doing that in Arizona for decades. Well, I'll They don't you. do anything at the border, and then we send Washington, D.C. a bill. I mean, wasn't that really what Jan Brewer got in the face of Barack Obama for, with the, with the with finger? The, the finger. But, yeah. uh, you know, they're not doing anything, and as long as we're making them uncomfortable in New York, those people might anger them enough, uh, you know, that they go, God, we got to help some people out here. Holding up the headlines. Summer's coming to an end, and that means flu season is right around oh. the corner. After the state saw a rise in both COVID-19 and flu cases, Eugene LaVar, an epidemiologist with the Arizona Department of Health Services, wants to encourage you to wash your hands, avoid touching your face, oh, and geez. get your vaccination. Which are available within the state at this point in time. So we definitely recommend the most important thing is to get vaccinated if you are eligible to receive the vaccine. And uh, if you want to find a COVID vaccine, go to azdhs.gov. I'm uh, sure your doctor will have the flu shots. Uh, aren't most epidemiologists named Eugene. Or well, is that, that just me? Yeah. You should definitely be. That's a name that you're like, you, you, get, you get three or four things you can be in life. Yeah. And one of those is uh, like an epidemiologist. Yeah. The baby comes out of the womb and you're like, that looks like an epidemiologist to me. We got to name this kid Eugene. Eugene. Just me. By the way, COVID cases are way down. Do you call him Gene? Yeah. Well, probably. Yeah. 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 Gene yeah. Gene the dance machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
We're holding up the headlines. This week, we told you how the Phoenix Fire Department is looking for firefighters to fill their ranks. And now they're looking for the people who send the firefighters out on the calls. KTAR's Colton Kralak joins us live with more. Today, I got to take a tour of the Phoenix Alarm Center, where fire emergency dispatchers routinely take and handle stressful calls. Fire Communications Supervisor Jim Frazier says the job isn't for everyone, but can be extremely rewarding. Knowing that you're able to do something positive for the citizens that we serve, you're saving lives, essentially. People aren't calling us because they're having a great day. They're calling us because something bad happened. He says they're currently looking for 15 dispatchers. Application is closed September 5th. Reporting live, Colton Krolak, KTAR News. And if you want to apply or just get more info, go to phoenix.gov slash fire. When you were a kid, you didn't like emergency? Mm-hmm. Greatest smell of Randolph Mantooth, Johnny Gage. Oh, God, I wanted to be a fire person so far. I don't know. Who, who are you talking about? You don't remember the show Emergency? No. Do you remember it? Yeah. Randolph Mantooth. <laughs> you don't remember Emergency? No. It doesn't With remember Dixie? anything. Well, what year no. was it? It was in the well, 70s. Probably in reruns, too. Yeah. Well, I was not very old in the 70s. I was, I was born in the 70s. Yes, you were born, and so was I, yeah. but it was awesome. I don't remember it. Oh, my God. What is it called? Do you remember the Brady Bunch? Emergency. The Brady Bunch? Yeah. Okay, there you go. Emergency was great, though, right? Yeah, it was was great. I had no idea what you were doing there. I still don't understand it. All the other, like the Yanks. I watched one yesterday. It was so amazing. You watched the Brady Bunch yesterday? No, no. um, Emergency. Emergency? You watched Emergency? Yeah, because it was like they go originally. Let me, quick, quick. No, this this has gone off the rails. You took a break from Gunsmoke. Yeah. Oh, jeez. So I wasn't on. Uh, So... Essentially, it was when the paramedics were first coming out, and they were part of the fire station, and they would have to call the doctor. And it was, and they, and it didn't matter if you twisted your ankle. There's a good chance you're going to get clear. <laughs> they yeah. used that thing on everything. Hmm. I remember great. ER. I remember watching that. Not ER. This okay. is way better. Uh, we're holding up the headlines from human bodies at the bottom of Lake Mead to World War II German warships in the Danube River. The global drought has uncovered relics that otherwise might never have been found. ABC's Jim Ryan in North Texas, where a set of previously underwater footprints has been laid bare. Dinosaur Valley State Park southwest of Fort Worth has earned its name through the years with theropod tracks first discovered there in 1908. But when the ongoing drought dried up the park's Paluxy River, it revealed a remarkably clear trail of deep three-toed tracks of an acrocanthosaurus that walked across that spot 113 million years ago. The remarkable exhibit didn't last long. This week's extreme rainfall has the Paluxy flowing again, hiding the tracks under mud and water. Jim Ryan, ABC News, Dallas. How many times do you think Jim had to do that report over and over to say Palaxiosaurus or whatever he said? Uh, What was the Arco... Arcrocanthosaurus. Arcrocanthosaurus. Like I saw the picture of it. It's yeah. fascinating. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, there was, you know, like, whoever was there uh, reporting on that story would put, he put his foot next to the dinosaur foot, and it really is incredible. That was a really cool thing. Yes, it was, and now it's gone again. So we yeah, gotta... don't, don't, Wouldn't you think that they would cut it out of the ground and put it somewhere? I don't know if they had time. Yeah. Because it was dried up. Well, it's, been there for so long. it's been there for so long, so it'll probably dry up again. They'll have a chance. Oh, they'll send divers down to try to, to, to you know, set something and bring some stuff back up. All right, that's it for holding up the headlines. Becky Lynn has her 3.30 news. Uh, Chad and I jump in. And we interrupt. We react to the day's top stories. Still to come at 4.05. Midterm mayhem. Mayhem. The madness, the mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. We're going to talk to former Governor Jan Brewer. Remember that sit down she was supposed to have with Carrie Lake? Yep. I think she got snubbed.
We'll discuss it next. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Serious news, seriously entertaining. The Gatos and Chad Show. All right, coming up at 4.05, midterm mayhem. We're bringing you the madness to mayhem that is the 2022 midterm election. Here's what we're going to discuss. Uh, it was a, a real fight between Karen Taylor Robeson and Carrie Lake. Yeah. Lake won. All right. Remember Jan Brewer, former Arizona governor? She uh, she said it was uh, Karen Taylor Robeson for her. Yes. But what she wanted to do was, listen, I'd like to endorse Carrie Lake. I'd like to see a Republican win. I, I just need a sit down. Because she still thinks the 20, you know, Lake thinks the 2020 election was stolen and Brewer does not. Yeah. So Lake said, yeah, we'll sit down. And I, Lake is also, she's she's intimated that I want to bring the party together. I don't right. want to fight anymore. Blah, 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 well, blah. Well, Jan Brewer is one person that could help do that. Absolutely. Have they had the sit down? They didn't last week. So we're going to ask her again. Did, did, did you have the sit down or did Carrie Lake snub you? That's coming up at four. Ah. <sighs> You know, with all this talk of college, and I think everybody needs to weigh in this, Becky, you guys can all listen here. Uh, this is a scary thing. This is the talk of college. I know there's a guy that's on uh, TikTok, rather popular. A lot of stuff. He goes around and interviews people. One of my favorite persons on TikTok, he just goes around and asks people in, like, Ferraris, hey, what do you do for a living? And they're like, eh, you know, I do this or I do that. It's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. This guy just asks people random basic questions. How many stars are on the United States flag? 103. 103? Yeah. Um, 32. What ocean is on the east side of the United States? What ocean? I Google it. <laughs> you guys know this. I know this. I don't know this. What country is the Queen of England from? I'm not a politic guy. I don't know. I really don't know. Just... I'm not a politic guy. I really don't know. Well, then it gets better because he's on he's in Westwood at UCLA. What's the capital of the United States? Um, oh, God. Um, there's a capital? Take oh. a guess. Um, ca- uh, probably California. Yeah, that's right. It is? No, nah, the United States. Do we know? Wait, I don't want to think because I don't want to sound dumb. Well, just, uh, there's no capital of the United States. Yeah, literally. Isn't there, is there no capital? Correct. Is that right? No. Oh, f- you guys are UCLA we literally students? We go to UCLA. It's, uh, yeah. We go to UCLA, and thank oh, goodness they're painful. both smoking hot, so they'll never have to worry about anything. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But he's not done, because then he decides to ask them questions that, well, you know, people like they would know. Who was the first president of the United States? Can you name the... Uh, Abraham Lincoln, by the way, is not, not the first president. But no. then let's move on from there. Maybe some of you do know. Three Kardashian sisters. Uh, Kim, Courtney, and Chloe. What are the three Kardashian sisters' names? Courtney, Kim, and Chloe. Bonus points for the brother? Um, Robert. Rob. What are the Kardashian sisters' names? I don't even know. I ain't gonna lie. Don't know. That guy's great because he goes, you know what? You get bonus points because uh, he goes, oh yeah, we know about Cam, but I don't know the other ones. He goes, you get bonus points. You know what this is? You know what this is? I've seen that guy. Before. I, 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 what's the reason for this though? Were you not educated in school? No. Or is it Google, where you don't have to remember anything? We're not educated in school. Well, I think that's no, part I, of it. I but think a lot of it's just. I think it's a lot of Google. Yeah, and you just. Uh, Can I okay, give an example? I'm going to just throw this okay. out too. 
I think sometimes in that kind of situation, those people are under pressure. I mean, you know, you're standing there. There's somebody filming you. He's got a microphone in your face. He's asking you a you're simple not on question. No, but still, people can freeze up. A, yeah. guy's, a guy's holding a, a, a little ear microphone thingy next to you and filming it with his camera. You're not on the Jeopardy. No, but it's, it's people can still I, I'll go back to what frozen. I said. I think a lot of it is Google. You don't have to remember anything. You could just type it in, and there's your answer. And I'll give you an example. Like... Sometimes I put in my phone, like Google Maps, even if I know where I'm going, sometimes you rely on Google Maps so much, you forget it. You forget kind of where, you know, where, you know, where you're going and you just let the computer dictate where you're going. You turn your brain off. I think a lot of it is that. Plus, we have stupid people. Yes, we do. And that's true. Less than half of America reads it at a a sixth grade level. Uh, We... Are you ready for this? Seventy-six uh, percent of them uh, people aren't proficient in math at like a ten-grade level, or and seventy-eight percent aren't in science. And you know the Chinese, by the way, when they graduate high school, are three years ahead of our kids. Mm. I think it's the silliness that we watch on television or on our phone. We watch all these TikTok videos, or you know what's on Facebook. The real you could watch that real forever. And you're watching it, and you're like, I don't, I'm, I'm losing brain cells right now. I just, I don't know. Do we not want to watch a documentary anymore? Do we want to not want to read no. a book? People don't. No. Do we not want to read no. an no. entire news story? No, no one ever does. No. They no. We were joking about Axios yesterday. They, they tell you how long the, the article is, 90 yeah. seconds, and you go, man, people won't even read that. No. Go, yeah. yeah. No, that's interesting. What was it, UCLA? Yeah. USC? And by oh. the way, if you don't know, even nervous... That uh, was president. Abraham Lincoln after he killed all the vampires. Did he become the president? <laughs> Coming up next, midterm mayhem. The madness, the mayhem that's the 2022 midterm election. Did Kerry Lake snub former Governor Jan Brewer? Brewer joins us next.